Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Tuesday night to you. I hope you're good. I hope you're well. I hope you're safe. Hope you had a good Tuesday. If you didn't, let me know. Let me know who upset you. Let me know who got on your nerves. I'll whoop their ass. I will. In the imaginary form. But anyway, I'm going to be hanging out with you for the next three hours. Don't call me asking me for uh, for favors. I'm not beating anybody up. We got a lot to talk about over the next three. NBA in-season tournament is going on right now. We already got one team that advanced. Milwaukee smacked the Knicks 146-122. to 122. And right now, the Lakers... On top of Phoenix, 44-34. to 34. Milwaukee, they got a date with the Indiana Pacers. And the Lakers, if they can hold on to this lead, they got a date with the Pelicans. NBA uh, tournament coming to a close. Uh, winner of tonight's game is going to go to Vegas. Let's see what happens. Anyway, I've been hanging out with you for one hour already. I get started 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. We started off the show by talking about all these damn quarterback injuries. We got the update on Trevor Lawrence earlier today uh, from Doug Peterson, the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he pretty much said, yeah, Trevor Lawrence got a high ankle sprain, and we don't know if he's going to play against the Browns. A matter of fact, don't take my word for it. Listen to Jacksonville Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson. Obviously, injury update on Trevor and then – Christian, uh, Walker Little, and Trey Herndon as well? Um, So starting with Trevor, obviously, it's just a right um, high ankle sprain. Uh, Everything's stable. Everything looks good. Um, And and we'll see where he is here in a couple of days. That's it. We have no idea what the hell is going on. He has a high ankle sprain. That's better than having a broken leg, a broken ankle. And it's been reported that, yes, of course, he's going to try to rehab 24-7 to be back out there on the field in Cleveland when the Jacksonville Jaguars take on the Browns. So good luck to Trevor Lawrence and his recovery. Pretty ugly last night, Uh, especially the way that he slammed his helmet, slammed his hand, and then couldn't walk off of the field without support. It was looking bad. And so any idea or possibility that he might play is a good one. Still no guarantees. We talked about quarterbacks and the fact that they run around so damn much, even behind the line of scrimmage. They, they open themselves up to injury, and especially injuries and hits from all types of ridiculous angles. We talked about Tommy DeVito. The New York Giants are going to leave him in there at quarterback, even though another hurt guy, Tyrod Taylor, is eligible to come back. If you didn't know, Tommy DeVito is the New York Giants quarterback who lives at home with his parents because he shouldn't be the quarterback of the Giants. Daniel Jones got hurt. Tyrod Taylor got hurt. And they bring in the local guy, Tommy DeVito, 
It's a hell of a story right now. Speaking of New York, I told you the Knicks, they got smashed by Milwaukee tonight, 146 to 122. The New York Knicks not getting anywhere closer to the uh, Vegas, I should say, in the final four of the in-season tournament. Julius Randle had 41 points in a loss. Uh, Jalen Brunson, 24. R.J. Barrett, 23. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, what a shock. 35 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds, and a winning effort. And the other guy, yeah, the other guy, Damian Lillard, 28 points, 5 of 7 from downtown. And the Milwaukee Bucks move forward to take on the Pacers. And whoever wins that game in Vegas, they're going to represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA's first in-season tournament. Giannis Antetokounmpo, how about this? He talked to TNT after the victory tonight. He spoke with Jared Greenberg. Listen to this. Giannis, you are headed to Las Vegas to spend your 29th birthday. How does that sound? Feels good. (laughs) Are you excited at all or just a couple of words there? Um, You know, I'm away from my family. You know, I got I to gotta select him. We got to go there. We have two games ahead of us. I think we're facing Indiana, and after that, we're going to face another team. So I'm just trying to stay locked in. In the basketball games, we're going to play. And, you know, uh, I, feel, I feel joy when I'm around my family, so my family's not going to be there, so it's going to be a weird birthday. Could make it a little better. You said you're going to play roulette. You're going to get at least $100,000, so that'll make it easier. Are we getting money now? We got some money? That's a, new, that's a surprise to you. Hey, the rich get richer. <laughs> hey, you guys torched the NBA's third best defense tonight. What went what went into that type of performance? I think uh, we played hard. Uh, obviously, from the start, uh, it was kind of shaky. Uh, our offense did not have no flow to it. I think coming to the second half, we were moving the ball better. We were setting screens more. Uh, we were giving, um, attacking the passing, the gaps that we had. We were passing the ball to the open man. Uh, we missed a few shots, so we were able to get the lead, and uh, we scored, I think, 145 points. It, it was a team effort, so I'm, I'm happy. Hopefully, we can keep it up. Yeah, okay, whatever. Giannis and the Bucks are going to take on the Pacers. <laughs> nah, it's like, okay, whatever. They, they're going to take on the Pacers on Thursday. And the biggest news out of there was just like, damn it, Giannis is turning 29 years old. What? I remember Andre Blatch stood next to him in a game. We're on the bench and look at how old are you? I don't know how old he said. He's like, I'm 19 or some crap like that. This man is turning 29. Wow. I know it's going to be time for me to hang it up when, when Giannis is like 35. I'm like, whoa, how did we get here? Giannis Tedekupo turning 29 years old. Yeah, the Pacers are going to take on the Bucks in Las Vegas on Thursday. And before tonight is up, we're going to find out who's going to take on the Pelicans in the, the final spot here uh, right now. What the hell is today? Tuesday, the Lakers lead the Suns 45-40. to 40. So let's see if the Lakers can uh, hold on to this lead. Taking a quick look at the box score. Kevin Durant has eight. Devin Booker has four. We know Booker can get hot quick. And congratulations, Anthony Davis, 14 points. In the first half, LeBron James with nine points, six assists, and three steals to start things off. We'll keep you up to date on this Lakers-Suns game as it continues on. Not the only news for today. The news that I'm about to share with you, 
I don't want to say it's surprising. Well, it is a little bit. It's the timing. How fast it came down. And I'm talking about paying college athletes. Oh, yeah, yeah, we all know about NIL. We've got, we just got NIL. But the NCAA has a new president. And he has proposed something that will put even more money in the pockets of its athletes. You know what? Before I share or say anything, I want you to specifically listen to this news clip. This is from NBC4 in Columbus. Listen to this carefully, and then we're going to talk about whether or not this is something you would be down with. Listen. The NCAA president has proposed a major change to college athletics that would allow some schools to directly pay athletes. It would create a new tier among the more than 350 Division I schools following the wealthiest schools to pay, excuse me, allowing the wealthiest schools to pay student athletes. The organization's leader acknowledged challenges have emerged across all sports since athletes could begin profiting off of their name, image, and likeness. It says it's an attempt to modernize college sports model. Wow. An attempt, think about that statement all by itself. An attempt to modernize the college sports model. The college sports model for decades has been, hey, you getting a scholarship, sit your ass down and and, and go to work. That's basically what it's been. And so to now actually think that the the college athletes would be paid? What? Directly from the school? What? You mean actually earning some money because the schools have made money off of their backs? What? Let me remind you. Mark Emmert, he was the president of the NCAA. You know, I don't know the guy from a hole in the wall, but via his, a, a lot of his decision-making and, and some of his leadership choices, it was apparent to me that he was a jerk. And the minute that NIL became the move and the college athletes could then make money off of their name, image, and likeness, Mark Emmert bailed. He's like, all right, I'm done. I'm good. I ain't got time to deal with this. Sports is about to change. No, I need to get the hell up on out of here. And so the new NCAA president, his name is Charlie Baker. For my folks up in New England, maybe you heard of him, maybe you didn't. He was the former governor of Massachusetts. And so he took office and took the reins, I want to say, back in March. And so what he wants to do, in accordance to what you just heard in that news clip from Columbus, which, by the way, home of the Ohio State University, also has more than 1,000 student-athletes. Charlie Baker wants the NCAA to create a new tier of Division I sports. I mean, you have the option to participate if you are a rich school. The schools would be required to offer at least half of their athletes a payment of at least $30,000 per year through a trust fund. And yeah, you'd have to be a school that makes a crap ton of money to afford this. Okay, we have budgets, and this is via Charlie Baker. Some Division I schools have budgets anywhere from $5 million to $250 million annually. There are about 60 schools that spend over $100 million annually. There are 32 schools that spend over 50. 
And then you got a whole lot of other schools, more than 250 that spend less than $50 million on their entire athletic budget. So he's trying to kind of even the field just a little bit, where if you have money, you can participate with the best of the best. And this, this would maybe possibly eliminate, I don't want to say some of the, the NIL movement, but if I know I'm going to make money at a particular program or school, and I know there is, I don't know, uh, let's say Alabama here and Auburn there, then maybe I stay close to, you know, sticking with Auburn as opposed to just trying to run to Alabama because I can make a few extra bucks. And, and this money to the student-athletes, this wouldn't be in place of anything at all because what Baker, Charlie Baker, is also proposing is that Division I schools also offer unlimited educational benefits and then also the schools have the option to do NIL deals with the athletes. And so, yeah, you athlete X can actually make more money through a marketing deal with the school. Hey, we want to put you in a commercial. Oh, well, then, yeah, sure. We'll pay you, Caleb Williams. Come through, take your helmet off, and let everybody see your shining personality. And so this is, this is something that I'm a little surprised about because I didn't think that this would come for years. Years. It took decades for the student-athletes to even be able to make any type of money. You know, one of my favorite stories to tell, because it's one of the worst, is that there was a student-athlete who decided to start a YouTube channel, and they punished him. They threatened a way to take away his scholarship because he was earning money on his YouTube channel. Like, he, he, he can't play football and then talk about it on YouTube? Like, come on, now it's just ridiculous. I started this show in 2020, and even the comments that I have received over the airwaves have changed over the course of almost now four years. People would call me up, and people still feel this way, and I know it. Well, student athletes, they're, 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 they're students. They don't need to make money. They got a scholarship. Why should they make money? And no one could ever answer me as to why it's not fair for them to not be able to just even have a job. And so people's attitudes have changed just over that short amount of time. And I always knew that we were going to get to a place where there was going to have to be an option or at least some type of thought where the schools pay the athletes. Now, is this something that is, is firmly set in stone? No, it's not. Is this something where I can give you all the details of what it might entail? No, there are no details out of outside of what I've just shared with you. There is something to keep in mind here. If I'm paying you $30,000 a year, is it necessary that I also pay for your tuition? I mean, come on now, if I'm paying you 30, you know, shouldn't that also cover tuition? I mean, are you getting tuition and now you're you're getting your education, the scholarship, and you're getting 30K? I mean, is that fair to everybody? I am all for athletes getting paid. I am. Because the way that these athletes get worked in a lot of cases, and this is going to go for the, the women as well as men because of Title IX, ask Richard Sherman. 
Ask anybody. Are you an athlete first? Or are you a student? If I got to take a look at the itineraries, the work rate, the results, the money that these top schools make off of the athletes, it's pretty apparent to me that they are athletes first and students second. Like the sham and the jig has been up on that one for a long time. And so is this going to move forward with Charlie Baker? I have no idea. I know Ohio State, they're on board with this. They released a statement saying, hey, we agree and we'd be down. Yeah, let the schools that have money to do so, let them pay the athletes. It make things a little bit more competitive. Keep, uh, I think, some homegrown talent and recruits a little bit closer to home. And then it's just a matter of principle. It's like, man, if you're showing up to work and you're making somebody money, at minimum, you should get paid. And I don't think it should necessarily be in a scholarship. But I don't think it should be both. There's so much to unwrap here, but I think at its simplest form, at its base, yeah, if you can afford to pay the athletes, if you're a big enough school, do so. Any place else, man, that's, that's robbery. That's a scam. That's free labor. There was a word for that. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. The NCAA's new president, Charlie Baker, former governor of Massachusetts, he wants to open things up, create a new division, a new tier of Division I sports where the schools would pay the athletes. This is not NIL. This ain't coming from the car dealership or Doritos. This money would be coming directly from the school. What do you think about the idea of paying the athletes? I think it is the natural evolution of the NCAA. And oh yeah, by the way, it keeps the NCAA involved too. Because man, they've certainly run from a lot of responsibility over the past few years. I'm going to take your calls on the other side of the break. That's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Paying student athletes. Good idea or bad idea? It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR, I listen to you almost every weeknight while I'm doing my homework, and you've inspired me to train at my university to have my own sports talk show. So, any advice you have for me, I would love to take. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. Hey, here's some advice. And by the way, I got to get back to her. I got to get back to her. She messaged me somewhere. I got to get back to her. I'm good at stuff like that. Hey, if you're listening to me right now, send me that email. JRSportBrief at gmail.com. I'll give you some advice. But here's some advice. Take what you want. Ain't nobody going to give you anything. Show how good you are at something and take what you want. Don't wait on anybody for nothing. And get used to the word no. People say no all the damn time. You got to go ahead and create what you want and make it happen. 
855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. That's a little bit of uh, JR wisdom. Hey, listen, before we went to break, we talked about the NCAA. They got a new president. His name is Charlie Baker. He's the former governor of Massachusetts. He's been sitting in that big boy chair since about March earlier this year. Today, he sent a letter to about 350 uh, Division I schools who participate in athletics in the NCAA. And he basically said, listen, I want to create a new tier of D1 sports where the schools that actually got major bread, major cash, where they pay their athletes at minimum $30,000 per year through a trust fund. And his reasoning of the disparity between uh, the schools who have money and who don't have money, uh, he said that this would be an option for the top schools to participate in. Uh, Quite frankly, let's think about this. The NCAA is also uh, being sued left and right for these athletes to make money or to participate, I should say, in some type of revenue sharing. And so I also think this is a preemptive strike from the NCAA to avoid more legal action where one day a judge says, uh, yeah, forget just paying the athletes. The athletes are employees. And we know that opens up a, a, a whole another world of expenses for all my folks out here who deal in union work and understand what it means to be an employee. It takes things to a whole nother level. So many intricacies here. I ain't qualified to delve into the, 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 the real, real deep parts of it, but I certainly understand at its simplest form, the athletes should make money. Like they should participate uh, for all the money that the NCAA has made off of them for free for all these years. There ain't no reparations. There ain't no going back in time. Uh, but the current crop of athletes can certainly a benefit off of what is their labor. And that includes the women athletes. So I, I'm not mad. It shouldn't be free. The one thing that I do want to think about, it's like if you're getting $30,000 a year, uh, should that be on top of tuition? Should you get free tuition via scholarship and then also 30K on top of that? Uh, that part I'm, I'm not so certain on. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. And of course, these student athletes, air quotes, they've now been able to make money uh, outside of this through marketing deals. So uh, the, the pendulum is swinging a little bit when it comes down to these student athletes and, and what they're able to do, what they can receive. It's a whole lot more than here's a scholarship. You know, be happy that you got that. Uh, let's start off by talking with uh, Chad. Chad is calling from Charlotte, North Carolina. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. JR, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. Go ahead, please. Hey, listen, real quick, hands down, first and foremost, you and Chef, best talk show on the radio. Best sports show, if not just radio show in general on the radio. Thank you. Thank you, Chad. Chad, yeah. I, I want to I hear you because you're complimenting me, so, complimenting me, so thank you. But it really sounds like you're calling me from like a – a, a roll of a paper towel or something. Oh. How's that? Man, what, what, what did you do? What you hit? <laughs> uh, it was going through the vehicle, so I just took it off. Uh, what are you driving, it. like a, a, a 85 Camry? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Go yeah. ahead. Talk, Chad. We ta- we, we've wasted enough time. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, really, you know, it seems to me like all these people in charge of paying these athletes, somebody's got to have enough common sense to be like, 
who cares what they make, how they make it? Well, not so much how they make it, but if they want to make money, then they have to pay their tuition. They have to pay the scholarship back. First and foremost, they pay it all back 100%, and then there's no problem. And in my mind, well, you've already spoke on it, but that's just what I had to say. Yeah, well, thank you, Chad. That, that, that's one part that I'm interested in. It's like, hey, you're, you're getting a scholarship, and now we're going to give you some bread and money on top of that. That's where there's, there's not a lot of clarity to me on. And maybe that's, maybe that's the competitive aspect of, of attracting the athletes. I mean, this goes a whole lot more than, hey, we're going we gonna to pay for your school. Come play for us. We're going to pay for your school. You're going to get 30000 Maybe we give you an NIL deal if you're a big enough athlete. It's, it's a business. Like, let's really think about this. And this, is, this has always been the case. This ain't new. College athletics has always been a business. Forget college athletics. Education at the higher, highest levels has been a business. And we can talk about the lower levels, but I don't want to delve into that because we're talking about athletics. If, if college wasn't a business, it'd be free. I wouldn't have to fill out no damn form, right? If I need financial aid, I don't have to go figure out what a, what is it, a FOSFA? I ain't done this crap in so long. I don't know, a Pell Grant? I don't need this. We'd be saying, hey, we want to have the most highly educated people here in this country. Let's figure out a system where we can get everybody into school. But we don't do that. I wonder why. Because we want to have people who make money, and we want to have people who show up to work and work for those people to make them money. What a system, right? 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. We just spoke to somebody from Charlotte. Let's go to Houston, Texas. Shout outs to everybody listening on 610 out in the loop. We got Troy. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What up, Troy? Hi. Thanks for having me. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, it's funny um, talking about all that, and I'm actually a professor, so it's kind of talking about higher education. Um yeah, what do you, you teach? Know, I, don't, I don't understand why, kind of why this is even a topic as far as I don't know what he teaches. You know, having um, both tuition paid for and salary because some schools that thirty thousand dollars wouldn't even cover tuition. So, like for the most part, I think it's a that would be a done deal that both tu- tuition and uh, the salary would be in place. I don't really think that um, having just one, if, if this is what they're going to do, I don't think just one of them is going to be the norm. It's going to be both. Because, you know, for the lowest tier student, as far as salary goes, if it's just $30,000, it may not cover tuition. Correct. But there's that, you are 100% correct. But that's not a, that's not a one size fits all. Uh, let right. me ask, you, you didn't answer me this. What do you, what do you teach, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> uh, I, I'm in an art department. I teach photography and design. Oh, that's cool as hell, man. What, or more of, or, on a digital side or more of on a traditional? Both. Oh, that's awesome, man. Hey, good, yeah, good on yeah. you, Troy. So you, yeah, you, have, you, you have no opposition. It's like, hey, give him uh, the scholarship and a 30K, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at it as that. I mean, but the weird thing is, though, is that, you know, somebody said over the weekend, uh, I forget what coach said it, but, you know, with this transfer portal thing, you know, if you lose a quarterback, you're looking at 
to go get another one is costing a million and a half, two million. Yeah, and that's right. What's the difference? <laughs> you know, like yeah, I think Matt Rule said that. You that much for a quarterback? Why not? <clears throat> My only concern, really, is how are they going to do this with all of the schools, and what's the competition difference going to be? There's going to be have to be they're going to have to redo the whole system as far as like divisions and everything because you're going to have just these schools that can pay for it. Right. And those are going to be the elite. And and how many are going to be there? Well, that, that is certainly a a question uh, worth exploring from what Charlie Baker proposed. It would be a new tier of D one sports. And so uh, you would have uh, several schools who would want to compete, you know, in this, in this new division, but that's certainly a question worth exploring. That part I don't like because that's the beauty of college football is how large and diverse it is. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it can be large and diverse, but we know that the, the, the if yeah. you ain't got yeah, no money. Yeah, we do know who's, who's always yeah, going to be it's, the it's, yeah. it, it, it's, it's top-heavy. And yeah. I think for your point, when you think about the transfer portal, this might, might, emphasis on might, I, I want to put more thought to it, mm-hmm. it might even things out a little bit more. You know, I, I look at DJ Uyanglale and I go, damn it, it's it's like free agency. I mean, this dude has bounced around. He goes out to Maryland. He goes to Oregon State. Now he's going to move again? And so yeah. I, I think there comes a point in time where you, you want to have folks tethered down to, to one particular place. But, hey, listen, it's a, it's a free market world. I, I think what it, we've been yeah. used to in college athletics for years, them days are over. And uh, people can move around the way they want. And the NCAA is still going to make money either way. So I, I, I yeah. just think that they're trying to figure out how they can participate and then also stay away from uh, some of the legal problems. Hey, Troy, thank you for calling <laughs> for from sure. Houston, man. All right, thanks. No doubt about it. Let's go from Houston, Texas to Green Bay. Let's talk to Will. Calling from Wisconsin. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, damn it. I went to him and he hung up. I guess he's too smart for us. Bob is calling from D.C. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. You okay? You sure you okay? I'm doing great. Good. Go ahead then. The, the, the biggest issue here is that we continue to try to believe that there is such a thing at D1 as college athletics. It's no longer college athletics. It's semi-pro ball. There are top four, top five teams that could beat NFL teams. These, these, mm-hmm. these players are not going to college for an education. They're going to college to play ball. That's it. I mean, even look at the Army cadet a week before the Army-Navy football game is going into the transfer portal. And as I understand, he's a junior. He's already committed to serving in the U.S. Army after he graduates, yet he's going into the transfer portal. Is he at the, is he at the military academy to be a, become an Army officer? Or is he there to be a football player? Sounds to me like he's there to be a football player. And we keep on trying to go back to this 1940s, 1950s vision of college athletics when at the D1 and Power 5 level, it no longer exists. Well, thank you, Bob. I've been saying that for a few years. Hey, did you you have pre-workout before you called? (laughs) Why? What did I do? No, you just sound like you were pumping iron and beating people up before you you called, man. <laughs> Were you? No, I mean, look, look, I love I love my Michigan Wolverines. I love watching them play. But right. 
to think to think that Blake Corum and and JJ McCarthy are you know physics majors at University of Michigan that happen to play uh, football is, is is folly. They're they're not astrophysicists. You mean they're not? You know, University of Michigan is a great school, but the problem is, is that these quote student athletes who are first and foremost athletes are taking seats of kids that could become students. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, they're also making these schools a lot of money. That they don't need. What, the the schools schools don't need. Don't get me started on that. I, I, I for one, believe that uh, we should have a a little bit more liberal of an education system where people who want to learn can learn and the people that teach can get paid. Uh, But what do I know? You know, so I'm just a guy. Hey, Bob, thank you for calling from D.C., man. Thank you. No doubt about it. Yeah, Bob is a cool guy. He'd be ready to punch you in the face at the drop of a dime. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I won't punch you in the face. I'm a kind guy. Anyway, someone, I don't know if he's kind or if he wants to punch somebody in the face. It's Aaron Rodgers. He was very upset today. I'm going to get some more of your calls. We'll hear from an upset Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk about the NFL. Somebody else spoke. His name is Roger Goodell. He says he wants to make the game global. Sports is changing, right? NCAA wants to pay its athletes. Roger Goodell wants to make the NFL a global sport. And me, I'm living a life. I'm just sitting here in Georgia talking about sports. I'm good. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you doing, man? I listen to you every night on the way home from work. I appreciate what you're doing, man. You're a bad man, Majama. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. I'm not a woman, but just as fine as she can be. 855-212-4CBS. Hey, this in-season, in-season tournament stuff is good. Right now, I'm sitting in here watching this on one of the screens. Phoenix Suns ahead of the Lakers, 68-65. to 65. About halfway through the third quarter, it looks like the Lakers and Phoenix just going to go back and forth. And we know the winner is going to end up with, not of this game, but of the whole uh, tournament, ends up with half a million dollars apiece. Plus the coaches get some, and the bum guy at the end of the bench, he gets half a million dollars. That's a big old deal. Anyway, before we went to break, I gave you an update. The new president of the NCAA, he wants to pay student-athletes at minimum $30,000 per year through a trust fund. And so they try to go out there and establish a new tier of Division I sports, and this may or may not happen. If you're asking me, I think it's just a matter of time. This is being discussed and proposed even sooner than what I thought. Let's see if it actually comes to fruition. So I took your calls on that. And then we talked about, uh, well, I I brought it up just a little bit. Aaron Rodgers is upset. 
we heard the story yesterday. Here's a, here's a, here it is in a short uh, summary. The New York Jets suck. Zach Wilson was benched. Zach Wilson's two replacement quarterbacks, they also sucked. The New York Jets looked at Zach Wilson and said, we want to give the ball back to you. There was a report yesterday that said that Zach Wilson basically said, oh, y'all didn't want me the first time? No, no thanks, I'm good. I'm not going back out there. That was the report. Head coach of the New York Jets, Rob Salah, said, that's not true. Zach Wilson, I just spoke to him, and he said that he wants the ball, that he wants to play. And so then there was another report by Diana Rossini. She pretty much said that Aaron Rodgers had to convince Zach Wilson that he should go out and play. And so, so much conflicting information, so much news getting leaked from the New York Jets to Diana Rossini and others. And Aaron Rodgers had his say today. He was on Pat McAfee, and Aaron Rodgers was upset. Listen to this. I love Zach, yeah. Did you talk to him about him saying, I don't want to play football here? <laughs> I, I, I will say this. You know, when you, when you, uh, when you have sources, right? And, uh-huh. and that's always an interesting you know, thing, in, you know, first of all, to have, like, uh, that you can go down a whole rabbit hole with uh, actual sources, made-up sources, why is someone willing to be a source, what are they gaining out of that, on and on and on. But when you uh, use sources and, whether intentional or unintentional, try to assassinate someone's character like that report does for Zach. I have a, I have a real hard time with that. Okay, really so you're saying that that was an effort to maybe make Zach look like a worse human than a potential people already view. Yeah. I think that that was, how can he not read it any other way? I mean, you're basically saying that this Quit. this kid is, is quitting on the team and, and doesn't want to play and has given the middle finger to the organization to get them to put your name out there for a job or if you're a player to get you a write-up, something. I think it's chicken at its core, and, and uh, you know, I think it has no place in, in a winning organization to be to be a source, on, especially not if you're going to assassinate somebody's character, and, and especially not when it's someone that I really love and care about, like Zach Wilson. Oh, well, Aaron Rodgers got it all figured out. He said it's not something that exists in a winning organization. Well, bruh, you know damn well the New York, what are the New York Jets, a winning organization? Let me let me try to remember this. Is it 1968-1969? Come on now. It is 2023. Then a damn thing about the New York Jets that screams winning organization. That, that doesn't exist. Hey, good luck trying to find the mole. Shep, do you remember that? Wasn't that a, a, a television show, Find the Mole or something like that? Remember that? Well... You know, or I, the mole. Right. To answer your question, Jr. and I don't know if you want to comment on this or not, because you're probably friends with him. No, Shep, I, yeah. I'm tr- trying to remember, if, was the, the TV show <laughs> The Mole? I, I've never heard of a TV show called The Mole, no. Oh, well, there's, there's at least you answered the question. Right. Now, go ahead. What's no, up? well, well, I, you might want to I'm not take... friends with whoever you're talking about, not my friend, but go ahead. Okay. That might be it. Who, 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 me? What? No, I'm the, mole? The, the mole might be a legendary sports talk radio host who seems to offer very freely 
insight and text messages that he gets from the New York Jets head coach. And then the next day, completely retracts it and says he misinterpreted it and he was wrong. Joe Beningo? Yeah. No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Because I, I, what happened yesterday, I have yeah. never seen that happen in the history of sports talk radio. Yeah, well. That, by the way, just yeah. also by the way, for clarity, right. Joe Beningo is not my friend. Okay, gotcha. I've never met Joe in my life. Well, you two are also very nice guys, and you guys have been doing this for a long time. So I, I figure you may have crossed paths. I know you've handed never, it off to him. He's handed it off to you. Yeah, if I ever met him, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I've been in the vicinity. Got it. I, I don't think the, I've had a conversation with him ever. Because Jr. What? I just he Joe, Joe Beningo, friend, and obviously for anyone uh, not aware of what we're talking about legendary host in New York City makes it clear when he goes on with Tiki Barber and Evan Roberts that Robert Sala don't like Zach Wilson for one second. And he was so quick to make that claim. Like he, and they, he apologized for it. This and then he says he completely misinterpreted that. Now listen, yeah. Joe Beningo has been hosting radio shows for 30 years. He's not going to misquote someone like that so egregiously. Clearly, yeah. Robert Sala, this is my opinion, Robert Sala contacted Joe and said, how could you have done that to me? And Joe completely changed his story instantaneously. We all know where there's smoke, there's fire. And you got to be very honest about this, JR. It seems like Robert Sala, and this is where I'm going with this, I think he's that mole. I think he's the one putting out these reports about Zach Wilson, knowing his job's on the line if people look at Zach and not him. Eh, Maybe. It sounds cool, doesn't it? Like, right? The head coach is putting out crap on his players to save his ass. Is I that, like it. Right. That's nice. I like that story. Thank you. That's Thank good. You. Thank you, JR. It's a very New York Jets thing. Yeah. New York Jets are just, they're the Jerry Springer of the NFL. Right? No, Jerry Springer, right? Well, the Jets are still alive. Right. Well, their season is dead. That's a good That's a good analogy. <laughs> it's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Roger Goodell wants the NFL to live all over the world. I'll explain. A matter of fact, you'll hear it from him. Don't move. 